Hello and welcome to Lave Radio. Greetings and welcome to Lave Radio. Greetings, Commanders. Greetings, Commanders. A show that talks about the universe of Elite and the development of the computer game Elite 4, known as Elite Dangerous. And the fantastic community that surrounds it. A place of nonsense and innuendo for forum dads. A self-contained podcast two hours long. Transmitting to every corner of the galaxy. It's even louder than me. The hottest show this side of Dizzo. The name of the place. Lave Radio. Lave Radio. Lave Radio. Lave Radio. Greetings, Commanders, and welcome to episode 401 of Lave Radio, the show about the universe of Elite and the fantastic community that surrounds it. I'm your host, Commander Psychit, and joining me in the orange sidewinder bar for this episode are our Head of Health and Safety, Ben Mosswoodward, otherwise known as Commander Edelweiss. Are we going multiverse now, like everybody I, else? Please, no. Please, I've had enough of law this week, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Would that be Data's brother? I'm going to say yes and leave it there. Um, we also have our um, Inhuman Resources Director, Commander Shan. Hello. And we also have, um, I don't know what your position is, Alec, but we have Alec. Alec Turner, Buckyball Supreme, here doing the thing. Hello, everyone. Has anyone got any aspirin? I think I'm still hungover. I mean... I think mine went on Thursday, so okay. <laughs> um, we don't have Colin with us um, this week, so you're stuck with me. Um, Colin is um, on a cruise ship somewhere, being amazing um, and having some well-deserved time off. Um, I thought he was having a nice weekend away with the Xeno Bunny. Sure, sure. If that is your headcanon, Shan, I am not going to have a problem with you with that. It's a Xeno Bunny and his alpaca. Come on. Exactly, what? exactly. Cross. What cross sort of combined, I guess. Well, they might sure. be crossed by the end of the cruise. Starting well, it's starting really well. Um, if you wish, you can join us live. Um, we are hanging out in game in open. Um, whereabouts are you, Ben? I'm on the Bright Sentinel in HIP two two four six zero at the moment. Okay, hanging out with Daddy Savlon. I understand it. I understand yeah. it. Um, if you can't get in game, you can join the Twitch chat channel, which you can access through laveradio.com slash live and clicking on live chat and also via twitch.tv slash laveradio. We're also on Twitter, on Facebook. Are we on Facebook? I'm gonna say I'm gonna say sure. Why not? Why not? Let's put us on Facebook next time if we're not already. On um where are the other platforms? YouTube is one. <laughs> and um 
that's 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 that. Let's find out what everybody's been up to this week, Ben. Sorry, you called me. You called me as I was having a drink. Oh, that's that's um, a, a mad skill that I have is to be able to interrupt people at that point. Um, ben, what have you been up to this week in the post lavecon blues that were the last week and a bit? Honestly, most of it's just been so after after neglecting my family uh, over lavecon, I've kind of everything else has been yeah, family, 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 work, work, work. Um, I did go and see. I went to the cinema again to see uh, Thor, this time with my brother-in-law, who's feeling better. better. So he was like, I still want to go and see Thor. Will you take me, please? And I was like, I don't mind seeing Thor again. So I did. No spoilers. What was it like? It was so good. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Um, because everything's been family time, I've not really had a lot of time to play games. Um, and I think we'll leave it there for the moment, I think. Sure. Yeah. That yeah, sounds sure. like you're missing something out, Ben. Well, yeah, is there, is there a PC update? No, no PC update. Oh, okay. Is it fixed? Well, well, it's as good as it was the other week. Um, other things have been happening. I'm just not sure where, whether I'm at liberty to discuss them or not. Oh, fancy. Mm. Fancy. Um, Shan, what have you been up to, my love? Uh, let me see. I have been watching Mrs. Shan play stray um gaming wise myself i've been doing a little bit of stuff in hip and doing a few rubigo runs to pace my carrier for this month uh in real life we have had the um cat fencing installed um so this is so our four bengal cats can run around the garden and not escape uh, well, that's the theory anyway, but we, we're feeling a bit like World War II German prison guards guarding Colditz at the moment because at every opportunity they will try and escape. And we've had four escape attempts, both of which have been one jump away from freedom and one actual proper escape this morning where Siri, our girl cat, went between the mesh, ended up on next-door neighbour's garden wall and was one jump away from being in their garden chased by their dog. So that involved quite a uh, scary way of trying to retrieve said cat um, using a plastic basket food and swift catching movements. So, so what's uh, the fencing that you have? Is it just sort of like mesh that sticks out a little bit further into your garden? Um, that kind of thing. Well, what it is, it's, a, it's like a mixture of wire and... Um, nylon mesh and it's held in place by 45 degree angle posts or prongs so basically when they climb up something they look up and they can't get anywhere because they see it's blocked or if they try it's it's floppy so they don't think it's secure so they drop off uh we also have and i promise you they're not dangerous but we also have spikes on the roof uh, on the window ledges the make it uncomfortable for them to walk, um, mesh under the gates so they can't go under it, and um, dog-style cones around the trees to stop them from going up the trees. So it really is like a, like a prison camp for them, and they really do try and escape. So if we were watching them last night, and we felt as though they were like having... Um, Earth soil on their legs, and we were like trying to drop it in the ground when we weren't looking. <laughs> it was quite funny the uh, the contest that was going on. 
but amazing. They, but, but but they love it. They they love being outside and running around and chasing and stuff. So it's good to do that in a safe environment where they can't get lost or stolen or anything like that. So for sure, absolutely, Alec. Hello. <laughs> what have you been up to since LaveCon? Well, well, I mean, joking aside, I think I really did have like <laughs> three day hangover. I mean. Yeah, it took me quite a long time to recover. And then we were straight into the ludicrous heat wave where I was actually using the hot tub here to cool down. <laughs> Do you know what I can't get round my head with that heat wave is like so we so we've got a hot tub which is set at I think thirty six and that's the sort of temperature where you lower yourself in very gently going, ow, 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 because it's so hot. And the air was four degrees hotter than that. I can't get my head round it. Anyway, it's just so hot. But it was um Thank goodness that's over. And then and then lots of buckyball practice. Um, and then just today, something momentous happened, actually, which is, so since Elite Dangerous came out, what, seven years ago, I haven't really bought another video game. I mean, I've, I've bought some stuff for VR, which I've dabbled in, I guess, but not a proper, you know, a proper big AAA video game to play. Um, and today I finally broke that when um, Boss Lady B posted a picture from stray of a cat in a bucket and i just thought yeah i'm getting that <laughs> so so i bought my first video game for seven years today legitimately yeah. it's one yeah. of the best games i've ever played i love yeah, everything i see about it it looks great mrs chat mrs Chan is stray um her one of the comments is it's amazing how well they've done the animation and the way the cat behaves mm. and and the body language of the cat in stray is to spawn so yeah she's she's enjoying it a lot yeah i haven't installed it yet it has to wait until this race is over and then i will install it and give it a okay, go that's a good shout yeah okay so what um what have i been up to um i've been being very hot and very uncomfortable and um dealing with the you listen love you overdid it pain of having a chronic a chronic pain condition um but thankfully thankfully she has bounced back um i've been playing stray i've been playing a lot of elite um and that's kind of about it just dealing with the warmth and all of that all of that stuff which is um all of that ridiculous stuff um so yeah thanks for keeping it short lads because now we can move on to what what the devs have said this week um n- not a lot not a lot yeah well since slavecon not not an awful lot they, we had a discovery scanner yesterday um which was and I quote on the lighter side because the team were working hard on update 13, um, which is still due for August and um, the end of the Azimuth saga. Um, everything else that was in the Discovery Scanner, I think we're covering <laughs> today. Yeah. Yeah. So, I think, um, you, mean, you think we're covering or we were covered in? I mean, I think we're probably going to be talking about it. <laughs> Let's say that, shall we? We were we uh, were covered in LaveCon. I like that. Uh, oh we gosh, were covered, we were covered in LaveCon. Yeah, I'm still we trying were... to get bits of it out of my clothes. <laughs> we were not not not. We were contaminated. <laughs> this sound, that sounds like LaveCon became some kind of disease, and I'm not <laughs> I'm not sure which, and I'm not comfortable with it. Yeah, we contracted LaveCon. 
<laughs> I think I think are we due a um a frame shift live this week, do you know? I think yes. we are. I haven't seen I mean, it. We're due one, whether yes, we get we are. one or not. It it it's in the what's the post they do, the weekly streaming schedule oh, the... forum post. Okay. All the games, yeah, it's in there. Okay, perfect. So we are getting a getting a frame shift live um, this week. So at least we'll have something to talk about next week. Then that's fine. Yay. That's absolutely fine. Um, in which case, I guess we'll move on to the quiet week that has been. What's happened this week, or what's happened since LaveCon? Um, there's been there's been a lot of a lot of a lot of stuff going on. Shenanigans. <laughs> I call been shenanigans. Shenanigans and stuff. On the 18th of July, well, what? Somebody, somebody was going to say something. What was that? Hello? Okay, good. I thought so. <laughs> on, the 18th, on the 18th of July, we had um, the Xenocide debate, which was, I think, it's other um, bits and pieces from other uh, in-game leaders. Uh, no, this wasn't. This was the um, an article that came out um, about maybe Thargoids are good. Um, and then we had Azimuth's final call for Guardian Artifacts, which was a, um, a CG for Guardian Artifacts. The third, the third and final call. I can't remember what you could win. I didn't participate. Um, then we had the Proteus wave approaching completion on the 22nd of July. Um, there was also... Criminals on the 22nd of July, the criminals were crushed by the federal campaign. So I think that was the, the end of the um, the one where they were going for the feds and stuff. Um, and then we had, on, on Friday, we had one of my favourite articles that has ever come out from Garnet, which was The View from the Frontline, which was really, really, really good. I know Pete did a, um, Garnet News Digest did one when they had um, a version of it and they had Riri come on and... Um, do the audio for it and read it out and that was um that was really cool um and then on monday azimuth condemned the alien loving resistance so um operation witch hunt got its fourth mention um and we were called a bunch of um a rabble of far god loving cultists which everyone's really enjoyed um, and then today, the Guardian Artifact campaign concluded. Buccaneers, that was it. We got called Buccaneers. Um, love it. Love labels. Thanks for the free advertising. Um, but then, yeah, the Guardian Artifact campaign concluded today, and there was no other Tuesday C um, CG that, comes, that came out. Um, Shan, you had a comment about the Xenocide debate? Yes, uh, people have been having this debate ever since Thargoids were even thought of, I think. Um, why, what I enjoy about the, the both sides of it is it's almost like one side. The only way you can interact with Thargoids is to shoot them, really. Mm -hmm. um, so you'll never know whether or not they are being hostile or whether they're acting in self-defense if the only thing you can do is shoot them. I maintain that the only time they've been hostile is when we've been being a bunch of dicks to them. That's called being human, isn't it? Well, humans are dicks, that is true. Alec? Yeah, I think it's interesting that these sort of gal this Galnet news article, and I feel like a couple of the others, sort of portraying the, 
the the debate, the question about whether Thargoids are the are really bad. I I, I sort of wonder whether way way back when they first introduced Thargoids, sort of Frontier suggested, you know, are they bad? Are they good? They kind of introduced that doubt. The the gameplay we have has never really held up to that. You know, there's only one thing we can do really, which is well, two things: ignore them or shoot them. And I sort of wonder whether they're using Galnet to try and provide balance. And that seems a bit of a shame that that's, they, don't, they don't seem to have an in-game way of providing balance. The only way they seem to be able to provide balance to the, the Thargoid story is through Galnet articles suggesting the opposite, do you think? I would, I would, be tempt, I would agree with you um, to some extent, with the exception of what has sort of come to fruition through the, um, there being like a tangible place um, that is uh, salvation's worth um, and um, from from that area and the constant mentions of the, his infrastructure being, having been destroyed. Um, Monday, Monday Night Galnet, what, sorry, Monday Galnets that come out tend to give an inkling as to what Thursday's CG is going to going to be. I've um, I've noticed. So there's a, there's a lot of excitement around um, the possibility of there being a um, of there being a two sided CG coming up in the not too in the not too distant future. But again, we'll just have to wait to find out that Shan. Yeah, just in response to uh, Alec and yourself, Sai, um, what was what was said about it's all happens on the opposite argument is all happening off screen. Um, I can't think of a place of a time when the Thargoids kind of acted in accordance with the Thargoid lovers' things. Maybe they think the uh, the fact that Thargoids don't actually blow us up after interdicting us is. Um, it is friendly, but I would like to see a CG or some way of us actually being able to do science on Thargoids, for example. You know, is is there a way of feeding them, I don't know, escape capsules? Am I and imagining it, or was there a thing where we fed them? You can, you can feed them escape capsules, and they sort of suck them up and then run off, but it would be good to have some kind of close encounter to the third kind moment, where if you feed them escape capsule, then they do something different or change shape or something like that to indicate yum yum thank you very much for feeding us see you later kind of thing yeah it we would... just to let you know we just ate this person would be a really nice signal <laughs> yeah yeah so catch up basically you're wanting a thargoid to grab the escape pod cover it in salt and ketchup and then emit some kind of gaseous aftermath after eating it <laughs> what a green cloud yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, but that is a, that is a difficulty, though. And I think I mentioned it the other week of this peaceful thyroid interaction thought is to code that in game and work out something is meaningful is way harder than just have something if you shoot it, shoot back kind of rule. So, yeah, I think the the way Frontier are doing it is probably about the only realistic way it can be done within the time and budget they have because you can't code for every single permutation players come up with. I guess not. Has anyone ever tried to um, send repair limpets at a partially damaged Thargoid? I know, I've tried refueling one. Yes, have I? 
What happened? I don't think I ever Nothing. Had. Nothing happened. I just Nothing, tried to So Thargoids are um, immune to fuel rats? Yeah. I, I imagine they, they may use a different kind of fuel. Yeah. Maybe, maybe, they, maybe they just use um, uh, escape pods or something. Yeah. I'm, I'm guessing they don't run on unleaded. Yeah, probably not. So probably you think you're... You think of the Thargoids have something akin to the Matrix, where they plug the uh, occupants of escape pods into the Matrix. Or just use them like a battery. Also. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I would say spoiler alert, but the Matrix is very old now. Um, yeah. It's, yeah, why not? Why not? We don't know. <laughs> we, don't, we don't have confirmation of that. Maybe that was what was happening with D2 when they plugged her in, they plugged her into the wrong spot, and she actually gave some of her life force to run it. Maybe yeah. that's what it. Phoenix Blue in the chat, they say that they've accidentally tried to repair a Thargoid and nothing happens as well. Okay. So we know that now. Um, so it, it's looking like we're getting ever closer to the, the setting off of this Proteus wave. Do you think it'll be next week or do you think it'll be the week after? So today's, what's it? Today's article said something along the lines of, oh, you know what? We're done. It's going to take a couple of days. Let's have a look. Um, the the Proteus wave's core mechanism is mere days away from being fully assembled. So it could be that it's on the cusp that we're looking at maybe a fallout fit a fallout on Thursday, or we get a this blanket wave that wipes out all the thugs that are in the close vicinity, and then we're just sort of like um twiddling our thumbs for a couple of weeks until update update thirteen happens and then it all kicks off. Do you think it could be we have another combat CG like Thargoids are throwing everything at to the uh, HIP system, just throwing everything they've got to try and stop the wave, and then the week after the wave will hit? Potentially. Potentially. It's it, 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 to expand, extend it, isn't there? Exactly, exactly. Look at the, the fact that they extended it for two weeks um, uh, recently. But the, the, the end of the day is... Um, it it feels remiss for us to um for frontier to take away something that is bringing so many commanders a lot of joy at the moment um yeah Alex. that's not what i've so yeah. I just I, I'd missed this Gannet article and I thought maybe I just wanted to read out a tiny bit of it in case people yes. like me hadn't even seen it because that, that, this is quite exciting. So it's the thing about the um, the Guardian campaign concluding. I really like this bit. The Proteus Wave's core mechanism is mere days away from being fully assembled. Calibration tests will then begin within the Thargoid structure, which will vastly amplify the superweapon's disruptive frequencies. So, hmm. So although it's days before assembly, we then have calibration tests. I wonder if will we I wonder if we'll see anything. Because obviously oh, if, if anyone's put okay. Guardian stuff inside a Thargoid um structure, they'll know. Mm -hmm. Yes, yeah, the Is there yeah, is there any chance that we could see we can't go down to the planet, can we? Can, we can't at the moment, but there's there nothing any chance we could see anything cool from space, like these violent sort of explosion i guess not that would be so cool so it's, it's my understanding that people have you know how they were you can get relatively close to a planet and see structures on the on the planet yeah, without yeah, yeah. dropping out apparently um they're just missing at the moment these sites so it could just be the case that um that on on like thursday's update if there's another 
maybe maybe another 50, 50 minute to an hour update on Thursday, they pop something in that we can actually see. That would be amazing if see, you could see these see violent explosions like, rocking the planet. Mm, absolutely. Ben? I'm just thinking when there's something very telling, again, from today's post, it is now mission critical to defend the project. The Thargoids appear frenzied by the system's concentration of Guardian technology, which is drawing the vessels in in, in ever-greater numbers. That, to me, screams, we're going to have a big-ass CG that goes boom, boom, boom. Yeah. You know, I don't think we're going to have the wave being shot today. I think, I really do think we're going to have at least another week of Yeah, a week calibration of calibration tests while we fight overhead. Yeah. Yeah. Do we think that maybe instead it might be a week of, uh, or a few weeks of calibration tests, or however long it is until update thirteen comes out, and then oh, funnily enough, um, your well, boy, your August boy, Salvation setting that off. It, it August isn't that far away. Yeah, August is only like next week now, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Shan. Yeah, I was just putting two and two together and making five. I'm wondering if Colin's absence has anything to do with this. <laughs> Colin is salvation. I thought that was Sally. No. Well, I, you don't. I don't know. You see, because I, I, I'm wondering. Because Colin has shot a lot of Thargoids in his time, hasn't he? So I wonder if he's had like some sort of road to Damascus revelation, like St. Paul did, and now he's sympathetic to Thargoids, and. He's not taking part in it simply because he's confident and allow him to. Or he just could be on holiday, so he says. Or, or, or he might be separate from the video game and not actually be a video game character and just be on holiday. It is telling, though, that he's not really... He's, he's on the move. So Colin or Salvation? That Colin's on the run! He's on the lamb, isn't he? <laughs> Uh, Commander Phoenix Sophia was unavailable for comment. <laughs> wow. Or maybe he maybe he was doing the view from the front line. In the uh, in the other Gala article, maybe. Yeah, it's very interesting. At the climax, he's on holiday. I can't help but be suspicious of the timing. I feel I, like. What What are you thinking then? Like, we're we're looking at the culmination of this happening within probably within. Um, August now at this point, or are you expecting them to dra drag it out a little longer? Maybe, maybe it'll all go tits up and then Salvation will go missing and there'll be a hunt for Salvation. Of course, of course it's going to go tits up. I think it'll go yeah, in uh, update 13. And yeah. as much as I would love to see some kind of stellar weapon shooting from the planet, you know, Death Star style, yeah. I don't think we'll see it. It'll, 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 it'll happen off screen. It'll be like the end of Moon Knight, won't it? I would one thing, well, yeah, that's one thing that I do wonder about is will the will um, HIP two two four six zero ten ten B wind up exploding and turn into an asteroid field or something like that because of the weapon? Yep. Yep. That's 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 the one little thing I'm sort of hold, holding a tiny shred of hope for. I, I see. I'm intrigued yeah. as to why we have been, why why the permit, what what do they not want us to see, or that that we're going to. I mean, I suppose partly they're telling this story about what's going down, going on down on the planet, and by stopping us, we can't all go and then complain 
I've been there. There's nothing going on down on the planet and be disappointed by that. So it's kind of protecting us from that. But also, I wonder if there is a big reveal. Oh, God, I would love to see that planet cracked in half. That would be so amazing. I would love to see it cracked in half. I don't think that Frontier have the tech to do no, that. No, I don't. Oh, God, I'd love it. On, on a practical level, as much as I would love for the HIP system to go boom and just be rocks, what would happen to player ships that are still involved? Because I would expect them to blow up and they uh, have a rebuy screen at their last place they, uh, they jump from. So I wouldn't expect any ships to survive if the system went boom. Um, I'm, not I'm just thinking the planet. So, oh, so you think purely the planet's going to go boom? Yeah, I, I think the planet could, you know, go boom. That's, that's, that's easier to do, but I don't know. I, I, want, I want the whole system to blow up, personally. There's lots to think about, isn't there? Like, well, uh, it's it's getting. I'm getting really involved. Obviously, I'm getting really involved, but it's really exciting. I, I I really I really can't wait to see like what articles we'll have to talk about next week and where it's going because it's definitely getting to that point. However, let's move on, and I think it is that time of the week again. Score a lot. What a story alert we have this week. Um, so, <laughs> where to start? We have got new ship kits. <laughs> what <laughs> the nuts? We've got new ship kits. We've included a couple of them on um, on screen. Couldn't possibly can um, uh, have all of them. But we have new hazard ship kits available on the Anaconda, the Aspe Explorer, the Cobra Mark III, the Crate Mark the crate mark two i'd like i looked at two eyes and was like what does that mean what does that mean in roman numerals what a spoon um the python um the type six and the type nine um all with their own like six individual paint jobs as well um we also have um a 30 percent off sale on uh, like industrial packs as well um, but these are, I, I absolutely adore all of these. Shan. Yeah, it's interesting. They chose the ship kits on ships that are mainly used for mining, isn't it? So I think they would, they go really well with a mining themed, um, ship. I think, um, I try to think what else I'd use them for other than on a mining ship because they, they look, as you say, very industrial. And there's actually, we keep talking, well, I keep mentioning it, how they're slowly improving the quality of their paint skins and now ship skins because they're actually probably more complex in terms of what they add than any other ship kit that I remember because previous ship kits have just been blocks. They've been wings or tails or noses. You haven't had like the scaffolding style look nor the flashing lights either. So, yeah, definitely putting more effort into them, which is welcome. Mm, absolutely. Um, Alec? 
yeah, these ship kits are bloody awesome. I have to, I mean, obviously they've got lights. This is, this is really new that ship kits can have additional lights. I mean, that's, that's amazing. But also on the mining thing. So, so I'm in a real quandary. I, I think I might buy the Cobra one. Um, but what I really want, so my mining ship, for, I can't remember what reasoning I put behind this, is a crate Phantom. And I really want this on my mining ship. So I might have to move all my mining gear across to a crate Mark II purely so I can combine it with one of these ship kits. Because <laughs> how amazing is that going to be with all those lights and floodlights and mm. gear? And... Interesting about it. Why a crate Phantom, not a crate Two? Yeah, I can't remember. Uh, do you know what? The, the only reason that I used a crate at all for mining was, you know, when you look left and right, you can see the those hard points drop down either side of the canopy. <laughs> I just wanted to see the, the mining gear, because the mining gear, when you look up close, it looks brilliant. It's all like JCB and industrial, and I just love looking out the window and seeing those mining things hanging down either side. I think it was entirely arbitrary whether I chose Phantom or, or Mark II. Okay, I'm, not, so the, I'm, I'm not much of a min-max. <laughs> no, well, the, the Phantom has less cargo space in the pot than the... Um... Yeah, this, this, you're not the first person to point this out to me this week. But it's, it's just got a really nice bum, the Phantom. I really like the back of the Phantom. <laughs> um, yeah. Ben, you wanted to talk about some other uses? I, yeah, I mean, everyone's talked about the mining things. I want to use it on my rescue ship. But unfortunately, my rescue ship's an orca. Yeah, um, mine's a Corvette. I don't have one either. Yeah, but I would, you know, I think the idea of getting a delicate passenger liner and then wrapping it up in these bull bars with great big floodlights and everything like that, that sounds like an ideal thing for a rescue ship with the, you know, all that shit that's floating around the station and everything. Do we have um, the Raider version for an Orca? You know, the bits for the. All the prop it look, look like the ships in um, Firefly, you know. uh, from Firefly, yeah. The, yeah, the is there one of those, the Orca? Because that would be cool if you want your your yeah. kind of. I don't know that there's any. I, I, I doubt think, it. I don't think Ra- there is, Ravages. But... That's the one in in Firefly, isn't it? Ravages. No, yeah. Reavers. Reavers. Oh Reavers. That's it. Uh, the Ravages are somewhere else. Oh God. Um. um Guardians yeah. of the Galaxy. Yeah, yes. The um, have you bought any of them? I, of I've not. I've got some for my anaconda. I think okay. I've got a. I've got a spiky anaconda. Okay, Shannon, um, have you bought any? Um, no, I haven't. No. Um, but as I say, I do appreciate the work that's gone into them. Alec, you, you've bought. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I've got um, a spiky asp. I think right. I've actually got one on my crate at the moment. Sorry, that sounded wrong. <laughs> I think you can get cream for that. <laughs> um. I bought, I bought mine. I bought one for the um, the Mark Two, the crate Mark Two, and the um, Cobra because I, it's wonderful. I think I, I'm sporting. I'm. I've got. I think I'm sporting a ship kit. Yeah, I've got. I've got a spoiler, and I've got some pointy out things at the front of my crate. Um, I've I got think, a question. Mm-hmm, go ahead. Got a question regarding the lights. You know how you have engine colours and weapon colours? Can you change the colours of the lights? You can't, no. But you don't have to have the, the hazards kits on. You don't have to have these these on for the colours to change of the of the of the ship kits. So if you have um like for example on my Cobra I've got Predator Rose on it at the moment and all of the ship kit scaffolding for it is pink. And it's awesome. <laughs> I 
I haven't tested them, but I'm sure they haven't done it. It would be very cool if they made a beep, beep, beep noise when you flew backwards. <laughs> and the other thing that I found is that they've been they've been really, really good at um, um, absorbing some of the impact in my Cobra when I've been smashing into um, platforms in the Buckyball race, um, whether that's a placebo or not, but it seems to be doing really, really well. Yeah, um, I think I'm buying one for the Cobra. <laughs> <laughs> you watched me do it today. Yep. Um, um, as I say, there's also the industrial sale where we've got um, up to 30% off industri- industrial um, uh, ship. Ship skins for another day. I just, I think they're all like the hazardy type skins and stuff, which I think is really interesting. Does anyone else think it's not very subtle that, hey, shit's going down? Hey, have some hazardy type stuff. <laughs> have some danger. Have some danger things. Yeah. Shan? A, a slightly geeky, takey question. As we found out earlier on, the ship kits are now part of the collision map if you like for the ship at the moment there are in ship part of the ship kits that have gaps in the middle of them do we know if the hitbox includes the space that the gaps or does it actually only include the bars that stick out so the only one i can comment on is so i've got um a kit for the mamba and it has this kind of split wraparound spoiler on the back so it's like two i'm holding up my hands like anyone can see it um <laughs> it's like two big sort of curved spoilers on the back that don't quite meet in the middle and if you sort of walk or drive across the spoiler you you definitely fall down the gap in the middle so i suppose it depends I, i'm guessing some of the smaller details aren't gaps and some of the bigger ones are if you know what i mean yeah i was just thinking I'm not sure if we can show it again, but the ship kit for the Python, there's quite a big gap between, if you like, the bumper of the ship kit and the actual hull of the ship. So I'm just wondering if you could get an SRV stuck in the gap there, for example, and could you then use the you use that to trap the SRV in the gap and then use it to lift the SRV? It's it's worth a try for anyone who's who's got um, a a Python. Please give that a go and send us the evidence. That would be amazing. Um, I think what we will do is take a little bit of a break there. And when we come back, we'll be back with our main discussion. And it is a corker. From the makers of the MB5 shaving drone comes the latest in personal grooming technology. Here at Saracen, we've heard your request loud and clear. You want something new. Applying all the recent technological advances. Introducing the Panther Clipper. Gone are the days of your unruly body hair making you look like a bedraggled alpaca. The Panther Clipper is the biggest, baddest shaver credits can buy. A shave so smooth it'll shave 10 milliseconds off your buckyball time. The new Panther Clipper from Saracen. It's exactly what you've been asking for. 07 Commanders and welcome in. I'm Commander Psychic and with me, as always, is Command... Oh no, wait, this is Slave Radio. This 
This is a public service announcement from the Fuel Rats. Please stop what you're doing and pay attention. If we can rescue you, we will. But you can help us help you by following these easy steps. 1. Fly 50 light seconds or so from the system's main star and drop out of supercruise. 2. Note down the current system and the nearest stellar body. 3. If you're on emergency life support, log out immediately. 4. Go to fuelrats.org and click Get Help. 5. Stay calm, hold your breath, and let our seasoned professionals do what they do best. The Fuel Rats. We have fuel, you don't. Any questions? Are you suffering from battle crabs? We advise White Star Cream. Get rid of a battle crab after three shots. Like this. Astro Gator Tours. Put some excitement back in your life. Book an adventure the live business director. Now. <laughs> and we're back. Um, so, we figured, t- because tis the season, um, that we would put out a little tweet and some other social media posts which are, um, which were useless. But we put out a little tweet asking for people to get in touch with us with their, with their favourite moments of LaveCon. Um, um, and Alec got back in touch with us with a lot of bits, hence the fact <laughs> that he's <laughs> he's here. Um, you, The first thing that you responded to us with was that you had a, a fantastic way to start the LaveCon weekend kart racing we with did. some buckyballers. Yeah, so this is a little tradition that's, that started last year when a, a few of us, when LaveCon was cancelled, just sort of went anyway. And um, yeah, and somebody suggested, well, in fact, the, the people I went with last year was, were mostly from the Elite Racers Discord group. And we'd just been doing a lot of SRV racing building up to that. And um, it just seems such an obvious thing to all go head to head in real life for kart racing. So yeah, we, we did the same this year. I think there was eight or maybe nine of us. Um, it's only five minute drive from the venue, actually. So I, so I went to the venue first and then nipped off at five o'clock to do this. It was blooming fantastic, actually. It was jolly hot because <laughs> it was indoors and it was obviously hot anyway. And then you had to wear overalls and a balaclava and a helmet. So it was a bit hot, but it was, it was a great way to start. That's <laughs> awesome. That's awesome. And you also had the first the first pint <laughs> I did I mean unless anyone was there much earlier and got a breakfast pint I um yeah so when I turned up the the, the bar arrangement was a little bit odd to start with and there were all sorts of rumors about it sticking to very restrictive hours um so I sort of got stuck in and I was helping Karen cut name badges and things and then someone from the, the hotel came in and talked about the bar and 
basically said, I'll go and open it now. So I sort of just, um, yeah, hung on their coattails and, <laughs> and ordered myself a beer as, as the sh- shutters went up. So, yeah, I can claim the first lave comp pint. In that, in, in, the, in that new venue, of course. In the new venue, of course, yes. Not not the first lave compound of all time. The first lave compound of of twenty twenty two, shall we yeah. say? Yeah, uh, post, I'm ashamed. Post, I'm ashamed to admit. Pint. Yeah, I'm ashamed to admit because I know there's a lot of um, uh, uh, sort of proper beer drinkers, particularly amongst the Hutton truckers. I, I'm ashamed to admit that it was a lager shandy. But my excuse is I was about to go kart racing and I was being responsible. Well, slightly responsible. And also, it was really hot. It was. It was really hot. <laughs> I mean, like, I can think of worse drinks than a lot longer shandy to drink with it being <laughs> that hot and you going, um, you going karting afterwards. Oh, and also, um, if, if anyone's name badge was a bit sort of skew whiff, then that was a post pint name badge that I cut out. The ones beforehand were really nice, but they did get a bit slack towards me. <laughs> Sorry about that. Drunk in charge of a hole punch. Yeah. Amazing. <laughs> Absolutely amazing. Um, yeah, it was it was a good it was it was a really good um a really good time. Um and you, you had one more highlight that you, you wanted to share. I did, yeah, sorry about this. Yeah, I sort of flooded your your No your, no no, your, no your, absolutely because this is yeah, entirely mean, shared as well. I'm more than happy to talk about this. There's a more general thing behind this, but so so a whole bunch of people from Frontier turned up, not only all the CMs, but um Darren Halil and Tom Kewell and uh, two or three others whose names I've forgotten. Um, and it's always difficult. I find it difficult with the devs. On the one hand, you desperately want to go and say hi and, and immediately get talking to them. Not not quizzing them, you know, but just just want to talk to them. But it's hard to know when's the right time to do that. Um, so I had this lovely moment where it sort of happened the other way around, where I was just sat outside. It was it was gone midnight, I think. And there was a bunch of us sitting outside chatting and drinking. And, and yeah, Tom and Darren came out and sort of came over. I think you were there, Psychic, weren't you? And they came over and started chatting to us and literally the next thing i knew it was 10 2 30 in the morning i mean it they was, were it was very late and there was they lots were of wine so funny and so interesting and i it, i i can't remember a single damn thing they said now but <laughs> it was fascinating and and hilarious at the time i can remember what they said can you i i obviously can and i don't know how because i was so far gone by mm. that point <laughs> i feel like i feel like my my brain went you must remember everything. <laughs> like re- retain this, and then and then you will you will remember that. Um, there was yeah, it was loads of us here, and it was just sort of like winding down. And the next thing you know, we've got Darren to the left of me and Tom to the right, and I'm like not going anywhere. <laughs> right? Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah, Sigh. On the on the day after, you were so wrecked after the after the night. You were at the rebuy screen. That's how what you were. Wrecked. Yeah. I mean. <laughs> I mean, there was a, there was a very brief moment when um, Psychic was not going to be at um, Live Radio um, on the Sunday, and bless my sister for literally kicking my ass and being like, "No, you are staying because <laughs> you will regret it if you don't." Um, I mean, even I was sympathetic. Sorry, May I was. You were. It, it was. It was also because it. it the thing is, I it was I was so tired, and I was also, as we've mentioned before, I was I was like, I was I was so happy with how mobile I'd been the day before that everything just came back and bit me on the ass the following day. So I was just like, I need to um, a just 
die somewhere. <laughs> B. That is the that is a that is a lot of people. So I know I'm. Yeah. There's a lot of people's memories of, of all late cons, really, is staying up late, chatting with people, having a pint or so, having a good laugh, and just basically chilling out with with people. And that's, yeah. Mm. And I was staying up way past people's bedtimes. I mean, I, it was kind of like, I haven't been up at 2 a.m. for like three years, you know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I just wanted to finish that because... You know, what I was saying about it being difficult, it felt difficult to me for us to go up and approach the little gaggle of frontier people. Imagine how difficult it is for, like, Tom and Darren to just decide to come and talk to us. And they were amazing all weekend for doing that. You know, they just threw themselves into everything that was that was happening. You know, they played, they had a go at Lego and they had a go at the chess thing that was going on. And I think, uh, did I see that Tom did a, an Artemis and yep. yeah. So they were so willing to throw themselves into it, which was terrific. And the good thing is about late cons, this one and previous ones is frontier. Don't go home at the end of their skit. They do stay over and go back earlier by yeah. midday the next day. They don't, cause they could just stay there, do the, do their, do their skit and then say, Oh, really sorry. Got a long weekend. We'll talk to you on Monday. They don't, they stay all night and they, they actually make, a full-time event of it and that's yeah. all very exciting. yeah it was um it was really nice because i feel like i've um i'm gonna i'm gonna put my i'm in a really i've been in a really pr- um privileged position um and had like lots of lovely chats with um lovely people at frontier um and um it's been really nice to actually be able to feel like i'm socializing a little bit more with them rather than standing on this like um, oh, I'm, I'm going to say the word on this like influencer platform, um, and actually be actually feel more like just like human to human. It's been really, it was really really fun just to have regular interactions and stuff. Also, the quiz was really funny. Katie's quite right. The quiz was really funny. I'm still really angry at Zach. I've not spoken to him since. <laughs> um, Rini, um, Rini followed up. Um, she wanted to put every single photo in because there were so many wonderful moments, but getting to meet Sally in person was a, per- a super special thing for her. I think we can all agree seeing Sally there was super wonderful and great. Yeah, she brings such a positive and vibrant energy to things, doesn't she? She really does. She really does. She's, um, she's, su- she's such an asset to Frontier in general. And it was just so lovely. It was so lovely and perfect just to just to have her have her there and have like interactions with Sally, especially knowing, especially knowing sort of like that she's been going through. So she's been going she, through she it a lot. Yeah. So to see her and see her looking so well and so quite as effervescent as Sally often is, it was. It was just absolutely, absolutely fluff and wonderful, Shan. Yeah, why does it look on the photograph you've just shown of, of Commander Rini and Sally as if uh, Rini has just done the rumour salute? I mean... She might fell off? Sure. Sure, why not? <laughs> she may have done, you never know. Um, and we, the, the, next, the next thing that we got was a really, really lovely, um, a lovely thing from Apaphis, Um 
which said um, that he really enjoyed meeting fellow commanders. Um, Attending an event like this on my own was so far out of my comfort zone. I was feeling really nervous about going. However, however, everyone was really nice and welcoming. Walking into a room or to the outside seating area and having people wave at me to join them was a real highlight and brightened my day. Wish I'd said hi to some people I was too shy to go up to and next time I need to take some photos. Yeah, that very much echoes my first experience at LaveCon, because um, I'm actually quite shy and thing in real life. And that kind of mirrors what I do, because I, I went to the first LaveCon, I thought, well, I'm going to go for the day, and I'll go home at dinner time. So I'll go, I've spent a couple hours there, say, just see what it's like, and then I'll go home. And then this... Uh, Commander, who's unfortunately no longer with us, JMC Neil, uh, who I chatted to on, I think it was one of Kate Russell's streams, um, said, oh, you're Shan, come and have a chat with Gene Bellow and whoever. And immediately I was kind of like chatting to people and that kind of broke the ice. And I didn't get home till 3 a.m. on the Sunday morning because I got so involved. And I started off being outside my comfort zone big time. Um, but it was just a really welcoming, non-threatening place. So, yeah, I completely get what uh, Ephesus said. Um, Alec? Yeah, I just wanted to echo Ephesus' comment as well, actually. Almost every single person that I spoke to after the event um, said exactly the same two things. They said, <laughs> they said A, I wish I'd taken more photos, <laughs> and and B, they said there were so many people that they saw, maybe, you know, spotted the name badge, wanted to speak to and, and didn't and sort of regretted it afterwards. And um, yeah, I guess all I can say on that is like next, ne- next LaveCon, do it because everyone's lovely. It, yeah. is, it, is, it is difficult, but, but everyone's lovely. It's really scary. I suffer from a huge yeah. amount of social anxiety. I really do. It's all it's all well and good. It's all well and good sat in my sat in my little room looking at a camera or talking into a microphone, and that's absolutely fine. But when you get into it, especially in um these pandemic era times, um, that is that's entirely been exacerbated for a lot of people. But for um it's like I was like after the event and we were we were driving back in the car and Katie turned to me and was like oh this person was there and I was like what the hell what do you mean this person was there because I wanted to go and say hello to that person people that I've been interacting with for god knows how long um I I I personally ran around on um I say ran it wasn't ran because it was on Sunday but I sort of like hung overly hobbled around on Sunday and took lots of pictures. Well, took a few pictures, grabbed a couple of folks for selfies, and I'm really, really glad that I did. Um, but I'd love to take I'd love to take some more next time. Absolutely. Um yeah. Um Commander Burr was very happy to see um so many friends in the flesh for the first time. Um and he took there's a there's a really a really cool picture. I think Alec and I and and Apathis and Katie we're all in that picture, and I think there's a Bruce in the background as well. Um, Tokoso's in there, I think. <laughs> yeah, there's yeah Tokoso is in there. I can I can see his hair. It was <laughs> it was really 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 good. Um, that was that was fun. 
Um, and then also Commander Rini said that in the in the room, in the retro room, seeing the appreciation and love for this game we all play. For me, it was the first time I'd ever seen the original Elite, and this is a moment I'll definitely remember forever. I did not step f- foot in the ref in the um in the retro room and I super regret it. It was so busy. It was it was way busier, I think, than previous late cons. And Stephen Usher and the uh, the people who set it up had done an amazing job of getting everything working. Um, so yeah, it was it was it was really cool to go in there, even just to sort of see stuff I hadn't seen for donkey's years and stuff like that. It was yeah, it was it was it was good. Enjoyed going in there. Yeah, can confirm. I I didn't go in there that much, but but I, I heard stories afterwards. I mean, so much effort went into that room, you know, more than you'd imagine. There, there was um, uh, uh, Vantian's cabinet that he'd built, you know, the sort of upright games cabinet that had got Elite, <laughs> the original Elite, running inside it. There was so much cool stuff in that room. Stephen yeah. was doing some last-minute fixes to make everything work again as well. Yeah, they did a software he update. Was, he was speaking <laughs> about... Yeah, beforehand, he uh, had an issue with one of the BBCs. And yep. it was it was some technical thing like the um, disk interface wasn't working properly or something, and uh, he'd actually somehow found out he had to clip the pin on one of the pro on one of the chips to enable the disk processor thing to work properly. And it's like that's the sort of dedication you you have. You actually go in and yeah, so way beyond anything I I, I can do with computers. But it's just so great to see the amount of work being put in. For that. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, I I heard good stuff, and I I think I probably planned to go there on the Sunday morning, but we all know how well that went. Um, yeah, I mean, the thing I is, that, so you, you wouldn't be born. You wouldn't be born, would you? Yeah, but yeah, but when I when I was grow when I was growing up, when I was growing up, we had um, uh, like a uh, probably like a third hand Atari or something like that, and it had all sorts of like like really old games on it that we played we played to death um and i it it's it doesn't matter if i wouldn't have been born when some of these games came out but it's fantastic incidentally lego have brought out a lego atari 2600 console so i'm I'm hoping for one um no, not a working one, unfortunately. Oh. But I can't. I, I can't help but think someone's going to put a working one inside it. It's likely. It's likely. Let's face it. People are. People are nerds. The nerds are dope. Um, Tom. Tom got in touch and said that in his top ten for the weekend, Helming Frontiers entry to the Artemis competition. I don't know where they came. I also didn't do the Artemis competition. I'd really like to do that at some point. Artemis is so much fun. I'd love to. I yeah. just never got another thing that I I thought about and then I was like, mm, no, don't have time. <laughs> I want to talk to people. Yeah, I ended up doing Artemis twice actually on on the line. <laughs> I think it was the last day because um, yeah. so I got roped in to do it with them um, with. Drew Wager at uh, at the helm, and uh-huh. um, and we sort of we only at the end of our first session started to know what it was what the hell we were doing, so we were like right let's do it again and we did and we had a second session where we actually knew what we were doing it was fantastic. It was um, was it not Delta Squadron that won that if memory serves Roots Rat and those folks yeah okay could be I know my my team well the team that I was in came third. Nice. Uh, so it's, I don't know how the hell we came third, but we did. 
Uh, we came bloody Excellent. close to dying, but yeah, you know, we we had um, you know we had Beetlejuice on the weapon. No, on I think yeah, Beetlejuice was on guns, and she was like, I think you spent the first ten minutes of the whole thing just trying to learn how to shoot. Um, it was it was a complete farce, and we still somehow managed. But by the but as as you were saying, by the end of it, we were just like doing. We, we were beginning to get the hang of it. So what you what you're saying, Ben, is that you you actually did join teams for some things at some point. Not that I'm bitter about you not joining my quiz team or anything. When it was Lave Radio, it was supposed to be a Lave Radio team. This is what I've been sort of starting to say is like everything. My biggest criticism that I have with LaveCon is there's not enough bloody time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah I missed the quiz I, completely. I, yeah. It's like, hey, do you want to? Actually, I know I can tell you exactly why I missed the. Was it? You were getting me a beer. You were getting me a beer. I spent the first forty minutes of the quiz trying to get you a beer. That's yeah. You did. I'm, I'm just being an asshole for being asshole. We know what you like. It's all right. Um, but yeah, it's like you, you. But then it was great actually because that forty minutes while waiting for the barman to actually be a barman uh, and serve drinks. It was nice because it actually meant I could just sit and chat with people and I had no, I didn't have to rush off and do something and be somewhere or whatever. And that's, that's, it's like um, on the Sunday morning when you were feeling really, really rough. You know, it was you, me, uh, Shan and a few other people, we all had about 20 minutes, half an hour of actually just sitting down and talking. Yeah. And we've, we never get a chance to do that. That was one of my yeah. favourite moments of the whole thing, I would say. I mean, uh, being soppy, it was beautiful. That is always the correct, the, the um, compromise you have to make at these sorts of events, is that yeah. you go around and talk to your friends and new people, you actually go to the events. And there's a balance in there somewhere where you think, oh, I wish I'd gone and talked to so-and-so, or I wish I'd done this event, but yeah, that's you can never hit that balance. Yes, was, yes, Katie, that was when you bullied us all. <laughs> <laughs> that was when, yeah. Yeah, yeah it was, you know it. <laughs> but I, I think I got around, I think I got to talk to pretty much everyone I wanted to talk to, but I didn't go to any of the events. So, yeah. you know, yeah. there's I, the... Uh, I know I had, like, I had people like Gra- uh, Graham MK, who I've known for a few years, was like, and we literally like, hi, I recognise your existence. See you later. It was, yeah. there was very much a ships in the night thing at yeah. one point. Like, um, I... I, I th- I've been reliably informed that at some point during the Saturday I said hello to Chris Mark Four, but I never actually sat down and spoke to him until Sunday. <laughs> and I'm just like, what? <laughs> yeah, it's- no. Um, I think it's Chris, in, I don't even know if Chris is in the room, but Chris was a legend at LaveCon, especially for his first one. And he just, he, he just lent in and helped out with everything. So, you know, thank you, Chris. Absolutely. Absolutely, it was it was awesome. Um, uh, uh, Commander Homburger said that they were so excited to see um, to see these people in the flesh, and he is talking about the um, the content creator panel, which was a really good time. I really enjoyed that. Um, I thought it was a really a really fun mix of people and a good. I I got I got a lot out of it, and I really enjoyed that that bit of it. I thought it was a good it was a good thing. Um, Commander LCQ04, like one, suggested that his highlight was showering three times a day. 
Is that because it was so hot or because he has I a imagine it cleanliness was because it issue? Was, I imagine it was because it was so hot. <laughs> he, was, he was wearing a lab coat, to be fair. That's yeah. true. <laughs> apparently, apparently um, both myself and Bird need to be separated next time. And that was a personal <laughs> highlight, in my opinion. <laughs> we also had Commander Flossie get in touch um, and she was presented with her collection tub by um Psychical and um Simuth, um was uh, a favorite highlight of the weekend that she loves um Flossie is short for Floss Florence the magic roundabout character that she based her her gaming name on and it's awesome it's really really cool um she also um had a presentation of the Ard Rock collection during the radio live show as well. Um, which if you listen to Hutton, you will know why. Bless, bless I like it was lovely to see Flossie. It was just lovely to see everybody. Let's be fair. Flossie is lovely in general anyway. True. I was just thinking, because I didn't realise she based her gaming character on um Florence for the Magic Roundabout. I was just thinking it's quite glad she didn't use Ermintrude for her character name. I reckon, okay. there's, a, I reckon there's a Commander Ermintrude out there somewhere. Oh, there is. There is. For sure. Um, and then the last one that we have here was Commander Lucilu Romeo, who said, as always, being in the almighty presence of the eternally fluffy dog emperor of the universe, Alvin, who is so cute. <laughs> Who is so cute? Um, yeah, I was just say that. Yeah, on I was amazed at how overdressed Zulu was compared to how hot everyone else was. Because he, he had his flight helmet on, didn't he? He did, as, yeah. As, as, as usual. And I, was yeah saying, I can't believe he was... how, have, how have you not melted in that? You know, yeah. uh, did you spend too much time at Sag A when you discovered it? You know. <laughs> but brother, brother Sabathius put on his whole um, cosplay as well. Mm-hmm. At, at one point and i said i i think i said to him how how are you feeling and he was like just yeah hot hot predominantly hot <laughs> um ben what was what would you say was your favorite fate like if you had to pick what would you say was one of your highlights from this year's LaveCon? in my i i love the artemis stuff as we were saying um i really in, i mean it, it's it's annoying as hell but I really, after Dockers on Saturday night at some stupidly late hour, I think we, we finished up about one o'clock. We got back to find the bar was closed. And so various people just brought bottles of whiskey from their room. And it was nice just chill. That, that, as I was saying earlier, it's like that downtime when you're, okay, I, I'm relaxing and I'm chilling now and I can just sit down and have a have a very very nice drink with my mates um and re- we i think we rearranged the entire of the upstairs so that we had seats that we wanted not the seats that they decreed we were going to have because uh, the the it was like the area that they had set aside for one group was just far far too small um i, I think we did that outside as well didn't we alec yeah yep <laughs> yeah rearrange of the seating job number one <laughs> yep um, so that that was pr- pleasant. I was pissed off that the bar was closed at one in the morning. I mean, what what kind of venue closes when we're all wanting to drink? But at that point, at that point, we pretty much drank them dry. We, we had drunk them dry, and we we did warm them. 
you know, we, we said we will have a drink, but you know, nobody believes us when we say we'll probably have a few drinks. Um, that middle-aged elite dangerous crowd, they like a drink. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying we're stereotypical or anything. That's, I mean, that's the thing I love about the, about the crowd is yes, we have a drink, but I've never seen us causing any leeriness or trouble or anything like that. Yeah, there's no rowdiness, is there? Yeah, everyone's just so lovely. Um, I mean, it was too hot to be rowdy. There <laughs> was that. Um, I mean, it was nice just like on the Friday night and the sun, the Friday and the Sunday, just sitting outside having a pizza. Yeah, that was that was great. Um, yeah, it's just ah. Uh... All of, yeah, I just... Just I, all I, of it. You just loved all yeah, of it so much. I did. What, and it's just, what about you, Shan? Is there anything that sticks out to you? Yeah, well, there's a couple of things, really. Uh, first of all, Ben mentioned it um, towards the end, and we had a great Friday night. Um, just me, Ben, and uh, some other guys. And Spider-Man Games, John was there as well. I had a great conversation with John. And it was just basically a, a group of people. We hadn't seen each other for like three-plus years. And it was great just to sit down and just chat about everything and nothing. It was really, really nice that Friday night. And again, didn't get out until 2 a.m. It was also good, actually, to have a, a proper chat. And I don't mean a Shan Inquisition chat. I mean a nice proper chat with the Frontier people. Um, and it was good just to sort of just be a person, really, and just catch up with people. And that's the, so the Friday night I love seeing. And the conversation I had with um, Darren and, and Arf as well. So they stick in my mind. Nice. Ben. Yeah. Sorry, you, you just reminded me, Shan, about us you know, drink, you know, staying out till two in the morning. It was really funny that you know, I, I know what we've all done in the past. And I just found it absolutely hilarious how much of a bunch of lightweights a lot of us were on a Friday night. When it's like, I, I, I've not been out past my children's bedtime in three years. It's 10 o'clock now. Can I go to bed? I was <laughs> <laughs> oh. like, no, I, I can't go to bed yet. It's, it's, it's Friday night. I don't have my children here. I have beer. I'm with friends. Alec. Yeah, I think just to echo what everyone else said, I mean, I feel bad because so much effort goes into you know things like the retro room and the presentations and the quiz and those things are all absolutely brilliant and hilarious and and really good fun and lavecon wouldn't be lavecon without them but yeah i uh, my highlight was just sitting outside particularly once it had cooled down like you know after in the, in the sort of evening with a beer surrounded by friends old and new and just just chang i just yeah <laughs> particularly after you know the COVID years, just doing that I, mm. was was brilliant. One thing I did feel that was missing in the um, in the evening bit, and I, I know the place wouldn't do that, but it really was missing a fire pit. <laughs> just, so you know, no, it was too there. warm, Shan. Too warm. Sense. We did not need one. <laughs> not at one a.m. It wasn't. Not, it was. I just needed a fire pit. I was outside at two. It was fine. <laughs> It was absolutely fine. I was still completely boiling, and oh, I was at that point. I was being heated purely by gin. Um, for for me, for me, my my absolute my absolute favorite was was Saturday night 
like after everything had happened but it was it was also my first LaveCon and I felt like I wanted to I wanted to see everything and do everything and I'm sure um, obviously I didn't because I didn't do Artemis I didn't even go into the retro room um, and I just spoke to a lot of people and maybe maybe that's maybe that's my my LaveCon going forwards I I was involved in quite a few things on the um on the Monday, oh, not on the Monday, on the um, on the Saturday. So um, I felt like I did always have somewhere to go um, or somewhere to be. So I was constantly sort of watching the clock. But I absolutely bloody loved that part of it as well from um, from that kind of mindset. It was just really nice to be a part of it and accepted by everybody and and those kind of things because I get um again I get super super self-conscious about um about myself in general and um also being a disabled being a disabled human type person um I don't want to feel like I'm a burden on anyone I'm very gl- I'm very glad that I was really mobile on um on the Saturday because it made things really easy but it was also really nice to just sit and and chat because I feel like I feel like the four of us like you me um uh you two and me and Colin I don't think we've sat down and had a a good decent chat for an hour since I've started the show since I've started being on the show so it's be it was really nice to just sort of like talk do you, do you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I do yeah, agree. I know exactly I, what you mean. Because that, that, that sort of hour-long conversation we had is one thing, probably the one thing I wanted to get out of LaveCon. You know, forget about Tournament Frontier and all that sort of stuff. It was basically spending time with you guys chilling because when we're on the show, in a way, we are, we at, we are our personas. Okay. And it was good to meet the real Cy and get in contact with the, you know, with the proper Ben again. Yeah, picking Colin up from the uh, the station was fun as well. <laughs> That's because you enjoyed terrifying the poor lads. <laughs> Not my fault. He's a scary cat. <laughs> but yeah, it, it was. It was I, just, I was tormenting was... my son with that. I have to admit, tormenting him. Yeah, I was. You know, to like, yeah, I, I, I was in Chance Tesla, and yeah, you know, I was in a Tesla, and you weren't, kind of thing. So it has Colin's uh, neck vertebra healed yet. Yeah. Uh, does it matter? I'm sure it was fine. Really. <laughs> but okay. yeah, it, it, no, go ahead. No, just say yeah, it, it was great, and that was again. There's so many highlights I, I could pick out, but yeah, I, that conversation in the uh, games room and stuff like that, we, we had a good time. It was a, a good time had by all. It was a good time had by all. Here to hopefully more events and meeting up and all of that nonsense in the future because it really got my. It really got my social socializing. It scratched that social itch. It really did. It was lovely, and it was lovely to meet like lo- loads of like minded folks there's as well. There's a cream for that, by the way. Sorry. Is it the same one that you do for the ass spikes? <laughs> <laughs> it might well be. Yeah, you can borrow it after I finish with it. Oh crikey! I don't know if I want to have this coffee seconds, Alex. <laughs> Um, we also, um, it would be remiss of us not to mention the Frameshift Live. Um, there are, in the show notes, we do have some tinfoil clips um, that you can you can check out. There was something, 
something to do with um guardians when our um uh arthur turned around and said was Ar they were talking about the guardian sites and they were like let's do um g give me your favorite bit of information on the guardian sites and then he followed up with like don't say anything you shouldn't say which it would be remiss of us not to mention but it could just be off being a general troll either of those two things are but that's what okay. he wants you to think yeah yeah plus obviously you know they can nudge and they can wink and they can say nothing and nothing can ever come of it anyway yeah that's true but it was it was, well, it was, it was really there. good to have Fonte there in, yeah, in such there. a yeah. capacity yeah and also sometimes the wink is, is just a wink well, sometimes it is, and sometimes Arthur is just being a troll, and it feels like it's specifically to me. <laughs> um, and there was also that conversation about the um, the guardians not being here anymore as well. Um, uh, Shan on the string. Yeah, one thing I did I thought was quite funny was the dictionary. <laughs> <laughs> and. Um, some of the ones were a bit obscure, weren't they? <laughs> mm -hmm. um, which one are you thinking of in particular? Because I know one. I'm thinking of one. I was I was sat next to Burr and Reeney when the Pictionary came up, and the Pictionary was um, what was it? It was <laughs> the glare off Burr and Arf's head creates a black hole. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that one made me laugh. Yeah, a bit of. Um... Cheating going on in that uh, Pictionary event, I think. It's all, it's all a bit of fun. It was all a bit of fun. It was a lot of fun, and it was just nice to have just such a an amazing, oh, just Commander, an amazing turnout. Yeah, uh, Commander Ventura's um, memory of that was uh, Zach drawing a ship. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> yeah, that was an interesting-looking... He drew, like, a wire uh, thing. Yeah, it was an interesting-looking... Um, Chieftain, wasn't it? Something like that. I think yeah. so, yeah. I think it was meant to be a chieftain. It just looked something else, yeah. Yes, because it started off looking like something a bit rude, didn't it? It, it did start looking... And you could see Arf's face going, what the hell is he doing? I think, I think Zach knew exactly what he was doing first and foremost. He's daring not Zach, apparently, according to Kate. Yeah, well, but if, you, if you're trying to imagine what the drawing started off looking like, um, imagine it looks like a willy. Start with something looking incredibly phallic. I was going to be polite and say it looked like a um, a chieftain with the front two wings taken off. It was it a, looked like a phallus. It looked like a phallus. It's fine. <laughs> we we will allow it. <laughs> but um, but yeah, what what an excellent what an excellent um, an excellent thing. It was wonderful. I loved it so much. Um, and it's clear that they like I've seen loads of people say stuff in chat as well, which has been lovely to see. Um, about what they what they loved about it and what they want to do next time and all of that sort of stuff. And hopefully hopefully we will we will have something soon for you on that. Um I say unless anybody has anything else that they wish to add, shall we move on to the community corner? Because we have a lot. Yeah, I was just gonna. I was just gonna say. Um, sorry, no. I was, gonna, I was just gonna say because we've gone. We talked a lot about from the stuff that people were here, and but there were some notable people who couldn't make it and or didn't feel able to make it this year. 
and um, when I was going walking around, I was like, oh, so-and-so is not here, and so-and-so is not here. So if you didn't turn up and you couldn't go, I can say personally you were missed. Absolutely. Absolutely right. Um, And Psychic Hell's in chat just saying that he's still recovering and it was such an exhausting weekend. Psychic Hell was an absolute star all weekend. What a ledge that human being is. What an absolute ledge. I just, I'm just going to put it out there. The man, the man, the legend. Um, but yes, let's move on to the, let's move on to the, the, um, the community corner. Um, now we have the Crate Phantom Blueprints poster um, from, oh God, Velchko Vidic. That's what I'm going to go with. That is what I'm going to go with. Um, I'm so sorry if I butchered that. These are beautiful. They're stunning, yeah. They're absolutely beautiful. I really want one. They, he's got like one on a blue background and then one with colour. They're absolutely stunning and I love and, them to pieces. Yeah. This isn't the first time we've had blueprints. Who, who else? I'm so, I've forgotten the name, but somebody else has done a lot of blueprints. Someone, someone did one for all the uh, kit. Arathon, isn't it? Yes, thank you. Yes, Arathon, yes. But, Arathon. but the, these are equally beautiful. Some, I, I love that it's it goes into... a lot more depth, I think. Yeah, there's a lot of internal detail. I mean, it's speculation, obviously, but it's got where all the crew yeah. quarters and it's they're fab. Mm. Yeah, these, these, um, yeah, these are more detailed than the one done previously. Um, but I would hate to think about the work involved in doing all the kits in this level of detail. So, yeah. Is there, a, is there an image of this that we can actually read the text on it? Because on screen, it's a bit... I think, yeah, you, you, I think that you probably yeah, can. Um, can we... I think, I think the, 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 the on Twitter and this PDF yeah, of them as well. Um, yeah, right. put, put the link in the show notes. We can look at them You can read the text. The it's just... It's just that means it's the, on um, screen, it's very... On screen, it's very... All yeah, I very can small. see is the, um, the image. Yeah, it is on the, on, small on the screen. Yeah, um, so there's a direct... If you go directly on that link, that gives you the 4K version of it. It's They're so lush. They're really, they're really good. They've done, um, they've done a really, really, really good job with them. <laughs> um, the next thing that we have on our list... Hey, there's a buckyball race going on at the moment. It's good fun. Chicken run, crash harder... Alec, do you want to talk about that a little bit? Yeah, I mean, you, you've been uh, you've been um, really acing it actually. So um, I was going to let you talk about it. Yeah, so it's it runs until Sunday, uh, next Sunday midnight, and it's quite a simple premise really, which is that you you take off and then you fly to a space station, uh, beautifully called Snow Moon, and I completely missed this pun, but I'm wondering if it's deliberate now. People kept pointing. It has out. to be. That's Snow Moon. Probably deliberate. That's quite funny. Um, so you go there and you pick up some crystalline spheres. Just one is all you need to carry. And then the neat bit is you then have to land at a series of six planetary bases, each one with greater and greater gravity. So it starts off 0.1, nice and easy. And then there's a like a 1G and then a 2, I'm going to say, and then like a 2.7 and then a three-point-something, and then finishing on a four-point-something. Um, 
So obviously it gets harder and harder. And the idea is that you can, you have to do the first two, the first two are mandatory, but at any point after that, you can chicken out, hence the name of the race, which is chicken run. Um, and what you then get is, a, I think it's an eight minute penalty for each station you miss. So like if you miss the last two, you get like a 16 minute penalty. That sounds a lot now, but I think that's right. Yeah, you're right. Um, interestingly, just today, actually, Sulu did a run in the regulation Cobra, I think, and chickened out after just the two mandatories, or he left it, he did two, and he's, he's in third place. So yeah. it's interesting. It's, it's quite a close call whether chickening out or trying to do these harder and harder high G landings is worth it. What's it been like for you, Psyche? I've been watching you stream. And you know what? You know what? It, it feels, it feels comfortable in that it's the, 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 like the the state of a buckyball that I'm used to, there's not a huge amount of um, extra bits and pieces or flouncy bits on the top of it. So I don't I don't feel lost in feeling like I need to yeah. I need to meet loads of goals and things like that. The the there's um the the keep it simple um the keep it's it nice simple and- idea of it. It's just like it's like. Yeah. You, the rules are right there. It's super easy to follow, and you don't have any problem with it. It's and nice and I short as that. well. So unlike the last one, where uh, there was quite a long way to go, and if you screwed it up, it was a bit of a pain. You know, yeah. This one, they're, they're, I think the longest jump is fifty light years, so they're all between twenty and fifty. So, so certainly in the unlimited class, it's pretty much one jump to each stop. So it's it's really quick. You can sort of whiz round in thirty forty minutes. Or yeah, absolutely. Um, it's it's good fun i highly recommend giving it a go um if you haven't already but if you haven't already and you want to listen to some music as you're going along listen to that kind of legendary segue segue words are hard listen to it though it was amazing um, if you want to listen to some music while you're doing the buckyball um commander tokuso has um got an amazing track um, about buckyball racing, which I think Alec might have done a video to as well at one point, but it's very good. Yep, yep. I um, yeah, I had I had many long conversations with Tokuso on Discord um, leading up to that track, and I just I just dumped loads of references, names of races, and names of people, and he worked absolute wonders and came back with this fantastic track that weaved it all in. He's the man's a genius. He absolutely is. He absolutely is. And also, just the nicest human ever. I love him to pieces. I have so much time for that. Um, We also had um, on the forums, it was talk of Operation Breakwater, um, which is a McCoy Enterprises venture. Um, They're doing some um, careering around um, HIP 22 four six zero i can never remember i should i should know it by now really shouldn't i but they're doing they're doing some careering around that um as part of like a player-led um community initiative um speaking of player-led community initiatives too hot too messy i'm coming out in hives just thinking about it but Several years ago, the Hatton Truckers arranged Hot Mess, its singular mission to mug every single station. The plan was to bring a Hutton mug to every station in the galaxy, helping keep mods mug ownership deficiency syndrome at bay. 
It has come to the attention of the crew that the Pilots' Federation, in their infinite wisdom, added just a few more commodity markets to the galaxy when Odyssey arrived. And without this shipment of Hutton mugs, they're in severe danger of contracting mods. What's more, scientists based in, based in the bar at Hutton have realised that the effect of the Hutton mug can be amplified by actually having something to put in it. Even better, it was discovered that Centauri Megagen was the perfect choice, which by sheer coincidence is also sold at Hutton. The original mess took 90 days to deliver mugs to 50,000 stations. Now there are over 130,000 commodity markets, which, with the community's help, in the single biggest trucking mission in the galaxy, all need their delivery. When... We're starting loading ships up with mugs and gin at Hutton Orbital next Thursday. The t- well, this Thursday coming, the 28th, from 8.30 BST. We're also loading up fleet carriers. There's a waiting list as the area is a bit full, as well as the larger vessels. In the Hutton PG, as well as open or solo or your own player groups. The actual delivery starts from 8.30 BST on the 4th of August. How to take part? Any two hot, too messy deliveries are tracked using the Hutton Helper available at hot.forthemug.com. Importantly, are there prizes? Yes! Hutton mugs! Real ones! Plus. Exactly! Plus swag from Spider Mind and others. There will be a mug a week until the mission is completed. Anyone who has delivered 10 mugs and gin in that week will go into the draw for a Hutton mug. You will never have a better opportunity to win one, plus decals. I, I, did, he, did any of you participate in the hot mess? Yeah, it took place in the first hot mess. And oh, it is man. one great big trucking mission. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I did so much. I did so much, and it's really worrying me because I don't think I'm not going to be able to participate. It's it's so good. It's such a good community event. It was so much fun last time. I think, um, I think, uh, if memory serves, Interius did me like a, Interius Fusion did me a little banner for it, which like measured how many mugs I delivered. Oh, it was such a long time ago. <laughs> um, Alex. Yeah. Yeah, I, do, I mean, it's insane, isn't it? I remember when they first announced what they intended to do for the original Hot Mess and just thinking, no, that's insane. And so when they did it, so they were totally nailed this as well. It's incredible. Um, yeah, uh, as well as prizes, there was, there's also a little buckyball connection here. There's there's also three um, embroidered buckyball patches up for grabs because what we spotted on the, the first time they did it was they somebody posted a screenshot of an amazing planetary base called Cortez, where the, it's one of those big circular cities and it's perched up on a ridge. It's an incredible racing location. So the minute I saw this, I sort of jumped on it and said, can people please report anything special that they see? Um, you know, because it's a unique opportunity for to get eyes on every single station in the game. Um, so yeah, there's a little bonus thing. If I think it's in the forum thread for this, but if people... Uh, find amazing stations and just post a screenshot and then we'll judge them at the end and the three best will get a little buckyball patch. And then for me, for me, it actually gives me an excuse to break my duck in going to an audible. 
Yes, do it. He does do it. Do it. You've got to do and, it once. And, Everyone's uh, got to do it once. And unless, of course, someone's got a hat and mug I can buy off of them, so I don't have to bother. Would I would? You can't buy a mug. Recommend that you don't do it. You don't do it. You have to go and go and get them. Go and get them. It's awesome. It'll be. I'm it's al- an awesome thing. I'm also correcting thinking that fleet carriers can't carry rare goods. They? they can. They can carry yeah. them, but they can't place a buy order for them so what you can do um i be- my understanding is what they're planning on doing is having a a designator picker upper and like a de- of the fleet carriers and a um a designated hand outer basically because you can store in your own personal storage on your fleet carrier you can store whatever the hell you want but you can't um sell it or you can't pass sell it or, or, yeah. yeah exactly so it, it just has to be that designated person remember remember when there was the colonial initiative the very first one and people would just give people with anacondas um the tourism guides i don't think i'm saying that right and then they rather than just picking up only the only the few that they could pick up from from the station before taking it it's kind of the same yeah, that's, principle that's that's the restriction I remember. I was just trying to think. You're making a quick credit, but never mind. It's not. It's not that. Like making the credits from um, rares isn't isn't that good. No, I meant selling, <laughs> selling them to commanders. So, anyway, uh, but actually, as an initiative, I, I like the first hot mess, uh, and this one's even more ambitious. Uh, remind me, have they set a time limit on it? I don't think so. I think the last the last one they got done in it says it here. I've literally just read it out loud. Um, the last one took ninety days to deliver mugs to fifty thousand stations. Now there are over one hundred and thirty thousand commodity markets. So, are they trying to do it sooner, or are they thinking, well, that's going to be two hundred days because it's nearly three times as many stations? Well, Cal says it's until they run out of mugs. So. Who knows? Who bloody knows? It's going to be difficult to not want to do it. I can, I can sense that I'm going to do. I mean, you get involved in this one, and I can't wait. Um, do we know Frontier are involved in this? Because it sounds like something um, Arf and Co should get involved in doing. I think they'll probably mention it at some point. No, I mean actually fly. They might do. Fly there on stream. They, they might do. They've done, they've done weirder things on stream. Let's be fair. Um, we also have. Um, the, the High Wake put out a new video um, called Raxler is Here, um, which featured uh, Commander Datanode and me. <laughs> and I love it so much. It makes my heart happy. I do no murder in it. It's not on camera. You don't see it happen. So I do no murder. It's so good, and I'm so grateful that they've they've put it in. He put like stars all over my ship, and I love it so much. It was really good. Bless him. Um, so grateful to the High Wake for that. High Wake are excellent. If you've not already checked out High Wake, make sure that you do. Make sure you do that thing. Please do that thing. Um, if that's not clear enough, <laughs> it's so good. Do it. Um, yeah, all brilliant. So, so, so good. I do steal a sausage. That's true. I steal a sausage <laughs> and a whole sign. And it's amazing. And I'm a big Who's fan. Who's sausage do you steal? Who's sausage? Commander Data Nodes. Don't ask me where I hide it, Shan, or I will punch you in the face the next time I see you. Uh, that was going to be Ben's question. So I 
Um, and then, and then the the last thing that I wouldn't mind just like cheekily mentioning, you've seen it in Galnet. <laughs> Please come along and join us if you if you're interested in um, in Operation Witch Hunt that I talk about quite a lot because it's it's been really cool to be involved in. Um, we're we're still working on Maya and. Maya is such a tricky system, but um, that's what we're doing at the moment. Um, we have a Discord. I'd love for you to come and join us and come and talk, talk to us about it and engage in some, engage in some fun, BGS stuff, which is which is really cool. I think um, what we have that now is. Does anybody have anything that they wish to add to mostly clueless? There's nothing in the show notes. I know there's nothing in the show notes. Does anybody have anything that they I was, want? I was, to I, 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 drink shandy if you're going to drive. I guess that's Alex. Yes, that's fine. <laughs> actually, actually, I tell you what, I do have a, a, another one. I mean, Psychic knows more of this, but I will just—it's it, appropriate to the buckyball race. Um, I don't know if everyone knows this or not, but the root plotter um, in game doesn't take into account the the weight of your fuel. So, for example, if you have a half tank of fuel, you can jump surprisingly further than you can on a full tank. Um, but the root plotter doesn't take that into account. So, you know, if you've only got 10% of your fuel left, the root plotter will still say it's two jumps to somewhere, for example. But but sometimes if you, if you manually plot, you know, if you look at the numbers, um, you can actually get places in a single jump. Uh, that's all I'm saying. So that was very, very useful earlier. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's naturally cautious, then, is what you're saying? Yes, it assumes a full tank. I, I, arguably a bug, because it does take cargo into account, I think. Am I right in saying? But, um, or I believe least, so. Yes, I it, believe it, it does. does take cargo, yeah, it does take cargo into account. Yeah. So, so arguably a bug that it doesn't take weight of fuel into account. I, I suppose the thing is, with the weight of fuel, what it doesn't want is to plot your... The thing is, if it took fuel into account and it plotted your route and said it was five jumps, you might then scoop at the next star and, and wreck its route. So I suppose it's trying but to But you then that. have, yeah, because if it took fuel into account, you'd have to take into account if you had a Guardian FSD, etc. You, your route then, would have to change at every star as you scoop. It would have to be constantly re-evaluating your route, which I suppose is why it doesn't. Yeah, which, in, which is okay when you're in the bubble, but in the core, it could be quite time-consuming. Yeah. But I'm it, just saying, it, people might find that useful. People, people who might be interested in doing buckyball races might yeah. find that kind of <laughs> useful this week. Or not, or not, just like go with a, few, a full tank and just plot. Normally, because I'm looking at a place that might not be in the one way club. Don't you can ruin this for me, Turner. <laughs> <laughs> um, has anybody got any other business to bring up this week? I have. Go on then, Shan. I would like to say to Colin, while you're listening to this show, get some rest. And don't forget, we're killing Thargoids. You're not. Perfect. Anyone else doing anything exciting that they wish to share before we, before we move on? Nah. No. Wonderful. Wonderful. Well, good luck. Good luck buckyballing, everyone, because it's a lot of fun. And maybe there'll be some exciting lore stuff next week to talk about as well. So I think what we'll do is we'll move on to the shout outs then. Um, there is an episode of The Dex Legacy, um, episode 
Five Fair Treatment that will um, premiere on Lave Radio next week, um, the 2nd of August. How is it August already? At um, 7.55. Um, you can go find more information about the Dex Legacy um, via thedexlegacy.com. Our sister station, Hutton Orbital Radio, broadcasts on Thursdays from 8.30 UK. You can tune in at twitch.tv slash Hutton Orbital Truckers or for just the audio at radio.forthemug.com. For the discerning commander who likes a bit of CQC action, check out the CQC Discord at discord.me slash CQC. We're also giving out shout outs to the following Elite Dangerous podcasts, which have appeared over the last year or are standard regular contributors. Um, Algarab AM, an Elite Dangerous podcast. The Canon podcast. For Spanish speakers, there is the Elite cast. Fatherhood podcast. Flight Assist, which we hope to be back in August. Um... The Guard Frequency, who also do other space games, uh, Loose Screws and Squeaking Fuel. Following this, we have the latest Galnet News Digest, as provided by Commander Wotherspoon and Commander Beetlejude. Thanks to those who have chipped in on Twitch chat and in-game commanders. Have you had anyone join you today, Ben? Ben, anyone join you today? Anyone, anyone, do you join me anyone today? Uh, sorry, I'm getting shot, I'm getting shot. Hang on. I mean, uh, you had it coming. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> I've lost them now. Where are they? Sounds like oh. he has been joined by someone. Uh, <laughs> oh, Commander... Hang on, why do I know Commander Dangerous Doc? I know that person. Uh, so, yeah, I'm, I'm not technically with them, but they're with me, uh, shooting things in the AX zones. Uh, Perfect. Jake, Jake Serious Hair, Slippy, uh, Midlass, uh, Shaitan10 was here, Legion. There's a bunch of people who are here. But they've not officially sort of turned up and said hi or anything like that. Okay. Does that make any sense whatsoever? Nope. Excellent. Absolutely none at all. It's all good. It's all good. You get your Thargoid kill on. It's perfect. <laughs> well, the, the Thargoids have been killing me more than I've been killing. Okay. Sure. Perfect. Perfect. Well, if that if that if that's how you're enjoying yourself, that's fine as well. Not a problem. Um, <laughs> special thanks to Commander. Don't judge me. I'm not judging you. Did, did, did I sound... Ben, you should know by now when I sound judgmental. <laughs> Special thanks to Commander Tocoso, JN Trax and Alan Stroud, who created the music used on the show. Well, that's it for another episode of Lave Radio. If you would like to get in touch with the show, then you can email info at laveradio.com. Hit us up on facebook.com slash laveradio. Tweet us using at Lave Radio. You can join our Discord server by going to discord.io slash laveradio. We also have a TeamSpeak server where commanders come to hang out in chat, which you can find at teamspeak.laveradio.com. Do get in touch if you have any questions or if there's anything you'd like us to discuss in a future episode. Lave Radio is recorded live on a Tuesday evening at 8.30pm UK time and streamed out on laveradio.com slash live. Thanks to Shan, thanks to Ben, thanks to Alec Turner, Hi. and special thanks to our today's tech specialist, Commander Ventura. Until next time, Commanders, fly safe. And if you can't do that, fly dangerous.
going to see the galaxy. Galnet News Digest, 26th of July, 3308. We read the news so you don't have to. In this week's news, Salvation is about to discover just how terrifying plugging Guardian artefacts into a Thargoid structure really is. More commanders get involved in trying to stop him. The Buckyballers try to crash with style, and the Hutton truckers get messy. After three laps round the track, delivering Guardian artefacts to the Bright Sentinel, the end is almost in sight for Salvation's Proteus Wave superweapon. All that remains is to plug the weapon, which is loaded with more than one million Guardian caskets, orbs, relics, tablets, totems and urns into the neighbouring Thargoid structure on the surface of planet HIP 22460-10B, and, according to Salvation, enough electromagnetic energy will be generated to scare every single Thargoid out of the bubble forevermore. But does Salvation realise what dark forces he's playing with if you plug even one Guardian relic into a Thargoid structure, an experiment suggested by Commander Stephen Usher some years ago and carried out by a somewhat gullible Lave Radio crew, the entire site goes, as Commander Alec Turner described it at the time, medieval. Thargoids do not like Guardian technology being plugged into their biomechanical devices and the entire site is likely to become somewhat lively. The probability of a massive explosion blowing planet 10b to smithereens may well be greater than that of the Thargoids being scared away. The probability of rather bigger sorts of Thargoid ship coming to see what all the fuss is about. The sort of Thargoid ship that the mycoid virus was used against 150 years ago may not be the bookie's favourite, but it will get better odds than Azimuth achieving its goals. The likelihood of platoons of Thargoid foot soldiers patrolling the moon while some commanders are still waiting for the opportunity to buy the Odyssey Pass seems slight, but even that is more likely than the Thargoids being banished. Let's face it, it's just not going to go well. In addition to Operation Witch Hunt, which has been causing pain to Azimuth Biotech and has delayed the completion of the Proteus Wave, and in addition to some commanders who have been intercepting those delivering Guardian artefacts to Azimuth, 
a new initiative plans to at least attempt to decrease the efficacy of the Proteus wave weapon by building jamming equipment that will distort the signal. The same initiative plans to attempt to analyse the waveform to understand what Salvation's up to, although engineer Ram Tar may already be on the case with his reverse engineering initiative. This week-long commander-led initiative, called Operation Breakwater, which is sponsored primarily by a number of Alliance factions, has stationed fleet carriers around the galaxy in locations known to be popular with Thargoids. These carriers, which have the identification prefix MSV, will allegedly be offering ten times the galactic average for computer components, energy grid assemblies and radiation baffles, although the buy orders will not be infinite. Commander Julian McCoy, who's leading the initiative, says he hopes we can learn to live with our insectoid alien neighbours. So he's probably one of those alien-loving traitors to humanity that Azimuth condemned yesterday. There are an awful lot of buckyballers smashing their balls very hard on high planets this week. And if you'd like to, there's time to join in. Until the end of July, which is Sunday, you have the chance to take part in the latest buckyball time trial revival called Chicken Run Crash Harder. It's the six out of the eight Magic 8-Ball races this year. The idea is that you buy some delicate crystalline spheres and then you land on a succession of planets with increasingly high gravity, as fast as you can, until you chicken out and return to the start. They're not super high gravity, there's none of that 45G nonsense folks sometimes talk about, but landing on a planet that's nearly 5G, and on a landing pad too, that's hard to do at speed without a visit to the rebuy screen, especially if you fly without shields to earn a time bonus. The original version of this race was designed to test out the Pilots' Federation rebuy insurance, and this version is likely to cause just as much carnage. So, if you have the rebuy, and you're ready to fly, head over to Nutty Acre Station in LTT 2151. Make sure you read up on the rules, the course, and the proof of completion requirements before you start racing. Fly fast, fly not safe at all, and make sure you get at least one ball back over the finish line. The recent hot weather got Commander Shouty of the Hutton Truckers thinking. At the beginning of 3306, the Hutton truckers decided to deliver a Hutton mug, the rare good made out of recycled frameshift drives, to every station in the galaxy capable of having one, that is, every station, starport and surface base, with a commodity market. Commander Will Flanagan kicked off Operation Hot Mess, which stands for Hutton Orbital Truckers Mug Every Single Station, by flying a mug to Abraham Lincoln Station in Seoul. Ninety days later, all 56,000 stations had their mug, and the terrible disease Mug Ownership Deficiency Syndrome, or MODS, was wiped out. Since then, however, nearly 100,000 new locations with commodity markets, locations without a mug, and therefore susceptible to disease, have been added to the galaxy. It's time to start all over again. With a total of around 130,000 stations to deliver to, and a new plan to deliver not just a mug, but also a bottle of Centauri Megagin to each of these 130,000 stations, it's more likely to take seven months to complete, start to finish. All deliveries will be tracked using the Hutton Helper, available at hot.com. 
helpfortheMug.com. And you may also need to run EDMC, depending on which version of the helper you choose. But other than that, the event will be open to everyone. The event starts late in the evening on the 4th of August after a ceremonial mugging, but you can load up your ship in advance at Hutton Orbital in Alpha Centauri. Remember, it's only a 15-minute fleet carrier ride. There will be assistance on hand from loaders to make sure you can fill your ship to the brim. The best part is that there will be a weekly draw for a genuine Hutton mug, a real physical one that you can drink your gin from. All you need to do to be entered into the draw each week is to be running the Hutton Helper and deliver at least 10 mugs and 10 gin to destinations that haven't already been mugged. You can look at hot.forthemug.com to see the list. For the Mug And that's this week's Galnet News. Galnet News. We read the news so you don't have to.